It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
old school hip hop. Kick off your shoes and relax your socks. The rhymes spread just like a box. Cause the music is loud like an electric shock. I am going to do the wop. So new when the flints don't flop. Smile profile, folks. This is Ryan Bailey, and this is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Um, how is everybody doing? This is your Thursday episode, and what an episode we shall have, folks. We have a true legend with us today. We have Miss Jill Zarin from Real Housewives of New York, from Zarin uh, Fabrics, from Jill Zarin Home. We're going to talk all about it. It was wild. You guys, I was literally Zooming with Jill Zarin, who, I mean, she's one of the first people that I loved on these shows. And all of a sudden, it, you know, like when you talk to somebody and you're like, they're exact, well, I don't know, not a lot of people probably get this feeling, but when you're talking to somebody and you feel like you're in the TV show, like I was like, oh my God, this is like a great scene with Jill right now. And then I realized I'm in the scene with Jill and this is real life. And it was one of the... Uh, the, the It was just mind-boggling to me. I was pinching myself, and she couldn't have been nicer, folks. That's a big thing. I always I always want it, it always be nice. Like, I'm, I'm an ogre in my real life, but I try to be nice as I can uh, to, you know, I, I mean, online it's getting harder. Like, these, guys, if you want to, the true idiots of the world seem to be on Twitter.com. But I remember, so I, I told this story a long time ago, but for new listeners, when I was... 13 years old, I believe, or 13 or 14, we took a trip to California to visit my uncle, and me and my dad and my uncle were driving down Sunset Boulevard, and there used to be this uh, CD store. Uh, kids, I'll have to explain what a CD store was. It's pretty much where they would sell, you know, albums at an actual store location and not through Amazon or MP3s, and we were driving down Famous Tower Records, and I saw Whoopi Goldberg go into Tower Records. And I was like, Dad, Dad, can we please stop? Can we please stop? And I was an actor. Like, I was a theater actor. I took I took it very seriously as a 14-year-old. And they stopped. And I go in. And I don't know what... And I go up to her and I said, Miss Goldberg, I am a huge fan of yours. And I just wanted to say that. I didn't ask for an autograph, you guys. I didn't ask anything. And I just remember she had a huge stack of CDs. And I just thought, oh, my God, she can afford all those CDs. Wow. Like, I was just like, what a dream. You like, she was had like 30 CDs in her hand. And she looked at me, you guys, a 14 year old kid didn't ask for an autograph. She looked at me, didn't acknowledge me at all, turned around and walked away. And I was heartbroken. 
I have never been able to look at Whoopi Goldberg the same way since. And I know she's, uh, I know she's an icon. I know she's a legend, all that stuff. But she was a, she was so like, what would possess you to do that to a kid? I mean, sure, I wasn't wearing pants, but come on. No, I mean, I didn't do, I mean, it just, then in my head, I was like, God, it must be like a, a creepy ogre. Like Whoopi Goldberg, just, I, I didn't even ask for anything. I didn't ask for a picture. This is before cell phones, you guys. I didn't even ask for a picture. And I remember my dad telling my dad, she was like, how dare that lady? How dare Whoopi Goldberg? Which is just, you never think of all people Whoopi Goldberg would be mean to you. Yet she was. So when somebody like Jill, so I always go into these things. If I talk to somebody that I like, I always go in kind of scared. They're going to be, you know, sometimes what gets me folks uh, is you'll do an interview with somebody. It'll go really good. And there's been like maybe a handful of times you'll be finished with the interview and you'll be like, hey, how was that? Do you, do you want me to cut anything out? And the person will have changed completely and act like you don't exist. That's happened a couple of times. And it's a little even shocking to me because they'll turn it on for the interview portion. And then you'll be afterwards and they'll be like, OK, bye. And it's 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 jarring. It's jarring. But it's, all, it's also kind of cool because you're like. That's oh, a different experience than you're used to. Um, I will say, Jill, uh, we, we talk about a lot of different things. We talk about Ultimate Girls Trip. Of course, she is on season two of Ultimate Girls Trip, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which just premiered on Peacock. And I think I'll be covering the first episode on Friday. I'll be doing a, uh, a recap of that since we don't have our beloved Beverly Hills anymore. But I thought Ultimate Girls Trip, like I said yesterday, is so, so refreshing. Cynthia Bailey was, of course, on the podcast today. I did a Salt Lake recap, and I, I enjoy doing those recaps. It's it's really, uh, they're really fun and silly, and it's it's a different energy than interviews, but, uh, I wanted it. So the Jill Zarin, it is just like, to me, Jill Zarin could read the phone book and I would be riveted. She tells a like seven minute story. I think at the beginning where I had just, we, we had just started and she tells this seven, like really intense story. And I was sitting there going, Oh my gosh. Like it was, I, I can't, I hope you guys hear what I'm talking about. I hope you guys hear exactly what I mean. Cause I just, I find, I find the lady fascinating. We talk of course, uh, about what she's up to ultimate girls trip. We talk about her relationship with Ramona. Uh, we talk, uh, there is one thing that I had to cut out. Um, and I wish I could have left it in because it was such a interesting piece of information, but we're not looking to get anybody in trouble and who knows, maybe someday she said she'll come back on and we'll talk more about it. But, uh, yeah, it, it but I'm telling you, it was juicy. But I think there's a lot of other great things in this. And, uh, you know, we, we've we got to, uh, she's a, to me, she's a part of history. And I got to tell you, she looks better now than she did even on the show. Like, she looks the same age that she did on the show. So, of course, we have Jill Zarin. But would you mind if we do, like, a couple pop culture stories before we get into it? Of course, that song, that mashup at the beginning, that is Beastie Boys, of course. Uh, and M83, which is like a Parisian synth rock band. And that's a song called Midnight City that it's mashed with. And it's one of the best songs to see live. It is one of those songs where you just feel so alive and that you'll never, you know, we're going to live forever kind of vibes. And it, it has a saxophone in it. And it uses it to great effect. I love songs that are ballsy enough to have saxophone in it. Because only a few songs can truly pull off the saxophone. Uh, also, Beastie Boys, always a soft spot in my heart. Um, and uh, 
Adam Yock, uh, who passed away, gosh, God, I think it was like a decade ago now or something. Beastie Boys is, is a fascinating uh, rap trio because they're one of the only rap trios that actually had an arc uh, that, that you kind of believed is that they, they kind of started as these like little punk kids that talk shit about women and all of this stuff. And you saw them grow. I mean, Adam, by the time of his death, I believe, was a Buddhist, um, you know, had all these Tibetan philosophies and and they really not saw the error of their ways, but they grew. And I always thought that's such an interesting thing to like realize, like, man, that's what we're all supposed to do is grow. You know, you can have the shittiest of opinions as uh, you, you know, you could even say something like, oh, Jack's when you're younger, Jax Taylor is a good uh, a good person. And then you realize Oh, the error of your ways. Or Erica Jane was probably not guilty. You could think of that when you're young and then realize when you're older, it uh, it's not the case. Um, but I always thought that was such an interesting um, thing that we don't get a lot. We don't get to see a lot of, especially like rappers and hip hop, kind of go through an evolution that makes them better people. If that makes sense. So I want to talk about a couple stories. You guys, I don't know. I don't know if this is uh, a reaction to the Astroworld tragedy, but Pete Davidson, you guys, we got a new picture. Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian, Kris Jenner, and who called it? Flavor Flav. Public Enemy's Flavor Flav. Yes, the man who used to be on VH1's Flavor of Love and also a rapper in the supergroup Public Enemy all took a picture together. I, I, I'm stuttering because I, I genuinely, I feel like Mary Cosby when she sees Meredith in the bath in this episode of Salt Lake where she's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, ah, uh. Um, I, it took me so long to process what my eyes were seeing. And I immediately thought, like, I was like, should I call people to say goodbye? Because this is obviously the end of the world. This is obviously the three horsemen of the apocalypse. Chris Jenner, uh, you know, Kim and then Pete and then Flavor Flav. Just, I was like, why not bring Brett Michaels out? Why not bring? I mean, it was so bizarre. And Pete had Flavor Flav's clock around his neck, and they're all wearing matching jammies because you know the Kardashians love a matching jammies moment. But to bring Pete Davidson into the matching jammies already, like my God! If I was Kanye, I would shave my eyebrows too, just out of anger. Kanye is fully shaving his eyebrows, FYI, you guys. Um, so. I please, I don't understand. Like, so this obviously is happening, but I guess it's Pete Davidson's birthday. And what I'm guessing happened is that Kim hired Flavor Flav to come out and wish Pete a happy birthday and give him his clock that he puts around his neck and give it to Pete. It just, when I see this, it's like, I'm all for romance, but it feels like another one of Kim's kids, you know? It feels like uh, North is the well-adjusted one now, and her troubled child is Pete. It it just looks so weird. Like, are we going to have to see them kiss one day? I don't think I'm mentally prepared to see them swapping spit. Like, I don't... Like, it's enough to, like, see Travis and Courtney, and I've gotten used to that, but do I have to watch Pete Davidson grab Kim Kardashian's ass? Like, are we really there? Also, Kim is, like, doing this amazing work with, with, with freeing... All of these, you know, uh, wrongly, uh, you know, these these death row people and, and, and freeing the wrongly accused and the wrongly convicted. And even if I was them now, I'd be like, whoa, you know what? Um, I'm going to wait for the next person to try to free me. You obviously are making some weird decisions out there and going through something. It It is 
like you notice how we've talked about this before. You notice like Kim, like you know, Kylie was the one that started the makeup, and then two years later or three years later, Kim started KKW Beauty. You know, Courtney dated a tattooed guy, Travis, and now Kim is dating a tattooed guy, Pete. Like this is usually not Kim's vibe. Like I, I, I like Pete. Don't get me wrong, I like Pete, but I like Pete in the sense of, oh, that's Pete. That's Goofy Pete. You know, it's it's not. I just, I don't think I'm ready for it. I just, do you, are you guys with me or are you guys like, I'm totally here for it. I find that super erotic. Um, anyways, just, just think on that this morning. But the other thing that happened, and I hate to break this news. This is such sad news that nobody saw coming. Ah, Camelot has fallen, folks. Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez have broken up after two years of dating and um, it's 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 something none of us could have ever predicted. No, we thought they were so horny for each other forever, and they have split up, folks. Um, so th- the article here I'm reading is people, uh, they split after two years. The quote is, we will continue to be best friends. Some could argue that they're that's what they've been just this whole time anyways. Uh, Mendez, 23, and Cabello, 24, announced their split on Instagram Wednesday night with a joint statement. Hey guys, we've decided to end our romantic relationship, but our love for one another is as humans is stronger than ever. (laughs) We started our relationship as best friends and will continue to be best friends. We so appreciate your support from the beginning and moving forward. Now, there's been a couple different things from them that are fascinating. Do you guys remember when they would like take the zombie walks during the pandemic? Like, there were paparazzi shots, but then there was paparazzi video. And the video was just them kind of walking like zombies, like The Walking Dead. But in reality, it was them, like, obviously knowing there was paparazzi there and they wanted to get the shot. So they wa- were walking slow to have paparazzi take the shot. It uh, When you see it, it's just, you feel like you're on acid. You're like, oh my God, this is so weird. Uh, and then, of course, recently, I believe, was it the Met Ball or some some big costume place? <laughs> he told Camilla, he said, oh, your outfit, it's giving Cher right now. It is giving Cher. Um, which, of course, you know, you're looking like Cher vibes and all of that stuff. But it was very, it was just a very interesting thing to say. Now, there's always allegedly been rumors or th- that Sean could possibly uh, come out at some point. Um, and I don't, you know what I like? You know what I, I really appreciate about the year that we live in, 2021, is that, I don't think it matters as much anymore, right? Like, if Sean Mendez came out, it's also not a bad thing if you're gay. Like, back, like, 20 years ago, I remember, like, you know, that that was considered, they would try to throw that as an insult. And now in 2021, you know, most gay people I know are more well-respected, funny, better dressers, critical thinkers. I mean, it's just funny. It's like, that's not a, that's not an insult anymore. Like, you know, like Sean Mendes, if he's gay, I just, I just want people to be happy, you know? Um, so that is rumored. And he does sometimes, uh, come off a little bit more feminine, uh, than masculine, but I guess in, in certain ways I do too. So, <laughs> so we have that bad news. I don't know if there's any Camilla Sean stands out there, but, uh, everybody, you guys got shots with them now, which is exciting. Also, uh, did you guys see on my Instagram, I posted a shot 
Uh, now, I, of course, have been retired from the FBI for a while. Uh, FBI, of course, being the Facetune Bureau of Investigations. Uh, I started this uh, government agency to really try to crack down on the use of Facetune. We've cited Khloe Kardashian many times. Dorit Kemsley was a repeat offender. Um, and then I, I took a break, you know, because it was like so... We, I felt like things were getting better. And then today I realized we, it's not. Uh, Patty Stanger, the millionaire matchmaker, of course, which who, by the way, Jill Zarin, at the, like I think in the episode, tries to set me up with Patty Stanger. And I was I felt so bad because I was like, uh, I don't... Um, I don't... Uh, like her? No, I don't know. I don't. I just had made. I just had made fun of her face tune on Instagram. So I was like, "Oh my god, please, please don't go look. Please don't go look at my Instagram right now." Um, but Patty Stanger posted a picture with Tamara Barney and Vicky Gunvalson, and it made them look like eight year olds. Like she face tuned the crap out of them, and you can go see it on my IG. But then. I think Vicky posted on her stories or the actual picture or like a picture that was lightly touched up. Uh, so, I mean, I got to say, Vicky is not the culprit here. Uh, Patty Stanger is. But I still, I under, I don't know, psych, you know, like, and then Gretchen from Real Houses of Orange County. You guys know Gretchen, of course. She will photo, she will face tune herself so hard that she'll lose, lose a nostril. It looks like a baby doll. Like she lose, like she makes, she looks like Voldemort with better coloring. And I just like, I always wonder, like, what in your mind are you seeing? Like, is this how you see yourself? And do you realize it's taking high powered technology tools to make you look how you see yourself? And that's not actually how you like who I who do you think you're fooling or are you do you just do you consider it like a puzzle and you're just playing a game with your face online like I always want to know what it is what 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 they're doing exactly because it's highly shocking for me uh I don't know if it is for you guys I think it is I think we're all on the same page about this a little bit like I don't mind a little light um you know like they have the filters those are good right like you can just flip a filter on if you want even those are intense though too um <laughs> uh you guys one of the rap feuds have uh, come to an end. Drake and Kanye West uh, brokered a uh, brokered the end of their feud. They all went to see Dave Chappelle and then all went to Drake's mansion afterwards. And there's pictures of them posing. Neither of them look very happy. I also think that's a like a thing in rap music specifically where it's like, I know rap music is like tough and hard sometimes, but it's like, can we get a smile? Hey, Drake, can we get a little smile? Hey, you have a beautiful smile. Can we get a little smile? Come on, Jimmy. Let me get a smile. Like Kanye, what's up, dude? You have a, Kanye has a beautiful smile. Can we see a smile? Can we see a smile? Because it always looks there. And then with Kanye, with him shaving the eyebrows, it's truly t- terrifying to me. Uh, supposedly, they're going to be doing a concert in a couple weeks together. We'll see if that happens. But um, it's one of the weirder rap beefs because I grew up in a time with the Tupac Biggie beef, which unfortunately ended so tragically. That it's this, I'm like, okay, Kanye and Drake, like, uh, okay. Like, I guess if you guys want to be, if you can. Um, Kanye, of course, uh, thinks that he is a way better rapper than Drake. And I just don't, like, I've listened to all of their albums, but I'm not, like, uh, a hip-hop historian. I don't know what is considered, quote-unquote, better. Like, they both have some great songs, you know?
Very upsetting. Did you guys watch all of Girls Trip yet? They have three episodes out. There's going to be seven in all. Uh, I believe the the next couple of episodes will be next week during Thanksgiving, which is very exciting. Oh, also, you guys, I got to do a bucket list thing. I got to write my first article for The Dip. I don't know if you guys know The Dip. Uh, uh, Samantha Bush and Christian Grey Snow they host podcasts on the dip, but the dip is also a website where you can write articles. I know um, Ben Mandelker from Watch What Crappens is a constant writer. So is Samantha Bush, um, uh, Brian Moylan, all of these people. And they asked me to write about, uh, you know, uh, the Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip. And I wrote about the first episode and it got published tonight. And I got to tell you, I know it's silly. I think it's like 900 words or something, but I've never done that before. And I got like a little, you know, I got, I got money for it actually. Not like anything crazy, but I've never been paid to write something before. And you know how you write out like, you know, goals sometimes for your year or like what you would like to do or what scares you. And that was something that scared the hell out of me. And I said yes to it, um, yesterday and as you know I've been moving and it's been a really stressful week and I said yes even though I was already so busy and I'm so glad I said yes and you know it it's screwed up my schedule but in the end I'm so proud that I got to do that and I, once again I always tell you guys this I get to do this shit because you guys actually give a shit you guys listen and um uh, and also, I told you on Monday there was something that happened last week that kind of made me cry. I'm going to tell you that. It's just that my room, I need to uncover this box that I got that I can tell you what's in it uh, that really kind of touched me in a way that I, I can't wait to share with you guys. And I think some of you guys actually were a part of it, which just blows me away. Uh, but I need to... to f- find the box under all my boxes. So if you guys are subscribed to the dip or you want to subscribe, I think you can get a week free. Um, but go check out the article, see if you like it. I think there's some funny, uh, little bits in there that I put in there because I think ultimate girls trip is the ultimate, like uh, girls trip, you know, housewives reality show that celebrates tropes. Now tropes are of course the things that we see over and over again on these shows, like fighting over rooms But sometimes the tropes, when you see them in a new context, like mashups of all the housewives, they take on a new life. They make it so much more exciting than it used to be. And so I think this is a celebration of tropes rather than a boring retread of things that we've already seen, you know? So I can't, if you guys get a chance, please check that out. Uh, Let's see some real quick hits. Kourtney Kardashian surprises fiance Travis Barker with a $205,000 vintage vehicle for his birthday his quote when your dream girl gets you a dream car now this two hundred five thousand dollar car is a buick gnx it's an 80s supercar that is faster than most luxury sports cars uh it looks like a yeah it looks like one of those old school 80s cars i always just wonder though with rich people it's where do you keep all of the cars it feels like sometimes like even the parking of the cars, like if you want to get to the one in the back, you're going to have to move the Ferrari in the front. And that seems like a pain in the ass. Like what? I mean, just like, I wouldn't you love to see the Kardashians in a Corolla? 
you know, like a Hyundai, something's really simple, nothing souped up, just like a normal car. Like just put, it's like when I said I want the Fast and Furious movies to just use Toyota Corollas, because then it would impress me. Like right now they have all these souped up cars. Of course they can do special tricks in these Fast and Furious movies. You put them all in a Corolla and then they do special tricks. Then I'll be like, that's a driver. That's good. You know, because you're using a Corolla and you're still making it do tricks. But I don't know, sometimes the Kardashians especially do this where they get such lavish gifts that I automatically want to fast forward 50 years from now and see if any of them went broke and, and like, oh man, if only I hadn't bought Travis that $205,000 Pinto that one year, maybe I'd have a little extra money to feed myself right now. <laughs> um, Selena Gomez, you guys, this is exciting. I was a huge fan of Hulu's Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin, Martin Short, and uh, Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez confirms they are already filming the second season, which really excites me because good TV is good TV, you know? Uh, this is kind of frustrating. Chrissy Teigen uh, is being labeled tone deaf because the multimillionaire Chrissy Teigen is slammed for throwing a Squid Game-themed party where guests dressed as debt-ridden characters from dystopian Netflix hit. hit. So she made all of the guests dress like contestants. She was dressed like the doll, the big doll girl that shoots people with her eyes. And um, I got to tell you, like, I get Chrissy and John think they're being funny and all that shit. And, like, you know, visually, it, it it's very a cool idea. But the whole show is based around people that have no money, that have no opportunity anymore and have to, you know, play a game that is like, I've got to murder other people to try to get money. And they're kind of making fun of it. And it's just like, to me, that is the ultimate 2021 kind of thing of like making fun, uh, like and they're millionaires. It's so weird to me. But um, I don't know if you guys saw that. It was just. I don't know, guests included Modern Family's Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Pretty Little Liars' Shay Mitchell, according to People. Wow, guys, the stars were out. Um, <laughs> and I guess the social media from the event revealed that the guests had been competing for a trip to Napa and dinner at the Michelin-starred French Laundry Restaurant. Um, that's so weird. Like, they gave out a really... Pr- they gave out a really good prize to rich people. You know, once you get, that's why you got to get rich, folks. When you get rich, you just start, people just start giving things to you. You, the even like the little thing, you get gift bags everywhere you go. You get to go to parties where Chrissy Teigen, you get to compete for like amazing rich people food. Ah, oh, God. It almost makes you think like why, I, you know, like Kylie Jenner is going to throw a Handmaid's Tale party or something like that. I mean, she probably already has. Who knows? Um... Let's see, no new Taylor Swift news today, which is interesting. I guess we're taking a break before the next thing. But it is interesting. Um, I am, I said this on Friday or Monday show, but I am really curious. You can tell John Mayer is getting nervous because, of course, the song Dear John from, what was it, the Speak Now album? Or, or I think that's the album. She still has to release that. And I wonder if John can try to, like, you know, try to like cut his losses now and start apologizing now. So then by the time Taylor does the speak now, Taylor's version, it'll kind of, you know, kind of backfire a little bit and not have packed the punch that it has with Jake Gyllenhaal right now. Because I can't imagine, I don't, that guy seems like he might not be able to walk down the street from all the shit I've heard about him this past week. 
Uh, but exciting. What a time we live in in terms of pop culture, you know? that's. I mean, to me, that is exciting when it's like that deep and it involves another celebrity. Like if Taylor Swift dated a guy named Randy and is writing a song about like all too well about this guy named Randy that none of us know about, that's not as exciting. If Randy had the red scarf, who cares? But if Jake Gyllenhaal has the red scarf, boom, love it. Tell me more. Tell me more, you know? Um, and Britney Spears, you guys, I don't know if you saw her Instagram video yesterday. Do you guys notice like I have where she has become so much more coherent in these videos and she speaks in kind of full sentences that make sense and she's relaxing a little bit more. And it is so bizarre because we have gone through something so interesting not just from a, a human rights standpoint, from, but like this lady really did have her rights taken away for 13 years. At first, I think the conservatorship was a very wise idea to kind of stop somebody that potentially was in free fall, but it lasted too long and you can see the damage. You can see the PTSD in Brittany, but it really is kind of exciting to be like, you can see that Brittany has hope again. And hope, when you actually... Like hope's amazing and sometimes a very scary thing to feel, especially when you have no signs to be hopeful, but she has all the right to be hopeful now. And that's got to be so exciting. And speaking of that, on Friday, this all started. Remember the New York Times uncovering Britney Spears special that was on uh, Hulu uh, last January and it kind of started all of this whole thing about the conservatorship. They're doing another one this Friday on Hulu uncovering the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake Super Bowl debacle. And I cannot wait to watch that. Uh, the New York Times presents it on Hulu, and it's a very well-done series. So set your DVRs for that, you guys. And of course, uh, we're going to go to our interview right now. We're going to talk to what I say in the intro is a living legend, Jill Zarin, on the first four seasons of Real Housewives of New York. Uh, we love her, her daughter, Allie. Um, you know, we talk about uh, uh, Bobby, our beloved Bobby, who everybody loves. Rest in peace, Bobby. We talk about what she's doing now. She has like eight businesses, of course. And I got to tell you, like I said, Jill Zarin could read the phone book to me. And I would just listen there. I would just, I was literally just had my like, I had my fist under my chin and I was just like beaming. I was just like, I'm going to stay out of this. You just say whatever you want. And I think, like I said, we talked about so many different things and I just, I could have talked to her for another hour. I could have listened to her. We talk about candles at one point. We talk about bedding at one point. Could have listened to her talk about anything, but it was truly all joking aside, a complete honor to speak to her. Like I was so excited and nervous and she was so nice. Um, so please reach out to her say that you liked this interview. If you liked it, if you didn't, um, you know, we'll have another episode on Friday and the reason you guys, so I was told going in that I wasn't allowed to talk about ultimate girls trip season two with Jill, but at the end she actually brings it up. So we talk about it a little bit, not tons of details, but we get to acknowledge that she's in it, which I didn't think I was able to do. So I want to point out, I'm not an idiot. Like if I stay away from a topic, it's usually because I'm asked to stay away from it before I go on the interview. I just wanted to let you know how that works. So people don't think like, what an idiot. He didn't even realize she's on the show. I did. I was just trying to be, you know, anyways, anyways, you guys, enough of that. I hope you have the best Thursday ever. I think we're going to have a good Thursday. And then of course, Friday's right around the corner. And then that, then you got two free days, potentially Saturday and Sunday days of rest and relaxation. So I will talk to you on Friday. Here she is, Miss Jill Zarin.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to iHeartRadio So Bad It's Good. Today we have somebody that's so good it's great. We have a living legend with us. You know how much all of us, we love these shows. These shows mean so much to us. And we have somebody that I think created these franchises on her back. Not only is that, she has uh, home goods. She did amazing things during the pandemic. Uh, there are so many things we're going to talk to her about today. And I just have to get right into it because I'm I'm just starstruck right now. Jill Zarin, welcome to the oh show. Oh my God, what an, a legend. Is that me? You or are, no, you, I mean, this it's, it's, it's uh, Elvis uh, and you. And <laughs> I mean, what do, I mean, I, all of us, we, uh, we grew up loving you and loving these shows. That's because of you and your legend still lives on. Like, you know, it was me and my family, my mother, my father, my, not my father so much. He was in the background, like all the Jewish men, um, <laughs> my sister, my beautiful daughter, Allie. Yeah, I'm, no, it's I'm very lucky. I got to tell you. Oh, you guys day. even wrote a book with your mom and your I wrote a book. Secrets of a Jewish mother, which, by the way, I think I'm selling more books now than I did then. That's the truth. <laughs> I have a website. I obviously have more traffic based on the business that I built up with Ali. So I get people and, you know, and like cameos and things like that. I'm trying to shut this noise off. Do you know how to do that? No, now I just shut the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Didn't mean to do that. I want to make that notification thing go away. So I don't mean to not be looking at you. No, there no, this is easy, that, easy to go. add it out. I need to just shut this thing off permanently. Always. <laughs> Goodbye. I mean, it's so annoying, right? I'm sure everyone can. No, this is very Jill Zarin, I feel. This is like you're already exactly who you portrayed to be on TV. Oh, oh you don't even want to know what happened to me last night on Jeff. Wait, Lewis. Uh, yeah, I do want to. I do want to oh, know what happened to you on Jeff. Blow up. This will go viral. Okay, what happened? Because you've got a huge show. By the way, congratulations to you. Thank you, Jill. I mean, for you and to you're even so say cute. that. I don't know oh, people are watching this. You know, they listen to podcasts, but they don't realize how adorable you are. And you oh, are Jill, stop, please. You think, oh, I have girls. I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But yes. Where? Where? Uh, West Hollywood. Oh, we'll have to talk. <laughs> I'll introduce you to Patty Stanger. Oh, my God. I just, the millionaire matchmaker herself. She's an icon. Yes. Um, she is a real icon. Um, you guys, there's like a Bravo. Okay. Wait, wait. So what happened on JetBlue? All right. It's a nightmare. As my mother would say, it's a nightmare. Um, I go to JetBlue. I'm flying to Florida. I got my little bossy with me. I'm on the plane. Everybody, it's, a, it's an empty flight. And you know what an empty flight is. Um, it, now, I'm in row six on the, on, the, um, on the aisle. And the row behind me, there's a woman, an older lady, an older woman um, sitting behind me. And across the aisle from her is a Hispanic man. Um, and he was sitting next to two young girls. And he was probably in his mid-30s. So I thought, I actually thought they were together, but they weren't. So the plane is virtually empty. I mean, like half full. Empty, the whole front is empty because you have to pay extra for that. And the whole back is empty. So he says to the uh, stewardess, to the flight attendant, would it be okay if I move my seat so that these girls can spread out? And he was doing it as a nice guy. He, he was fine. You yeah. know, it was a poor girl in the middle. And she looks at him with her eyes because she's wearing a mask. And she says, no, you're not allowed to move. <laughs> And he was like, okay. And I said to him, I turned around and I said, you can move after we take off. <laughs> she didn't hear the after the take off. Yeah. The woman says, he did the right thing by asking. You can't move. You have to stay in your seat. And I'm like, I'm going to shut the fuck up now. Okay. <laughs> so I sit there watching myself, by the way, on Andy Cohn's show last night. They did this uh, thing. Oh, I know. I was going to bring that up. You. Oh, my God. Okay. I saw it on JetBlue. I almost had a heart attack. I almost, <laughs> almost screamed out of my seat. But sadly, I'll tell you what happened. 
Then I hear somebody, this man say, why did you do that? And I turn around and the same woman was, you know, they announced everybody was taking off. They push your seat back up, all this stuff. And you know, you know, they always have to remind you, would you please put your seat up? Would you please put your seat up? Instead of saying that to him and his seat was up, she put her hands almost on his back behind the chair, grabbed the armrest, pushed it in and pushed him up like a jolt. And he said, why did you do that? My seat was up and she ignored him. And he said, why did you do that? My seat was up. It's the girl next to me. Her seat was back. And it was, he, she totally targeted him. It was a racial profile, even though she was black and he was Hispanic, complete. And I did a sh- my sister's talk show, radio show this morning about it, complete racial profile. And she had it in for him. She was picking on him. You know, when you know someone's getting picked on? Yeah. Like, yeah. She already had an altercation with him before about moving the seat, which he did not move. Now she wanted to torture him. And I don't know why she tried. He was wearing a hood. He had a beard like you. He was wearing a mask. But he was harmless guy. Okay. We're on the runway. And the captain says, we have to turn around and go back to the gate. And I turn around and I look at him and I said, she's bringing you back to the gate. He's like, no. I go, oh, yes, she is. Because when she walked away after he said, why'd you do that? He didn't get up. He didn't touch her. He asked her. She went to the front of the plane like a tattletale, picked up the phone, called the captain and said, I have an unruly passenger. Uh, She lied to him clearly about what's happened. He didn't check it himself. And he did what he felt was the safest thing for the plane. And he took it back to the gate, which is his job. That's fine. We get back to the gate. A man comes on the plane. And just like I knew it, he asks him to get his bag and to please escort him off the plane. Oh, my. And the girl sitting next to him didn't speak English, by the way. So they didn't understand what was happening at all. He just gets up and leaves. Wow. But by the way, those two girls were frozen in those seats after he left. She never moved over one seat. She was so scared. Um, the captain then comes out and makes a speech. First of all, before this happened, the captain came out and made a speech about how he is in the military. He was a military pilot. And as co-pilot is a, is a civilian pilot. So the two of them together, you have the best of both worlds. He goes into this whole bullshit story. I'm like, I don't care. Fly the fucking plane. Okay. <laughs> and then he comes out and he says to everybody, I just want to explain that when you, you have to keep your seat, you're not allowed to move because there are weight shifts on the plane. Oh, really? On a 250 passenger jet, if I move the seat, you know how many times I've moved from this seat to that seat because it's empty before takeoff? And not only that, usually the stewardess will say to me or the flight attendant will say to me, you know, there's no seats here. If you'd like to spread out, go ahead. In other words, different rules for different people. If that was a white man in a suit, she never would have touched him, let alone argued with him. She didn't do it with me, but she did it to him. She profiled him. We live I in such him, crazy I saw, times. By the way, I saw everything happen right in front of me. I wrote my name down on a piece of paper. I handed it to him before we even got to the gate. I said, if they take you off, you have my number. I will be a witness for you. Okay? After we get off the plane, I'm not done. I say to the pilot, I'd like to talk to you for a minute if you don't mind. Oh, whoa. We go off the plane. Oh, no, no. That's why he said, Jill Zarin's the real deal. I'm the real fucking deal. Because I don't, I'm always for the underdog, always have been, always will be. He can never win because the the, the life is stacked against him. He's a man, he's Hispanic. Um, 
he's a regular guy. He's dressing like, you know, with a hoodie or whatever. Who's going to help? Who's going to think he's innocent, right? Yeah. I did. I saw it. And so did the people around me. Because when he left, I talked to the woman behind me, the older lady with the cane. And she's like, you know, I said, I'm going to do something. I'm going to write a letter and I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to call page six. I'm going to do everything I can for this kid. And if you want to give me your number as a witness, she goes, I would like to. When we get off the plane, five women stand with me with the pilot. I was the first one off. I'm in the front of the plane. As they came off around me, they stood there. They wanted to see what the captain was going to say. He didn't say much. He, I asked for the woman's name. He wouldn't give it to me, but she heard me. She says, you want my name? I said, yes, I'd like your name. She goes, my name is Jay. Jay and I said, J-A-Y? She goes, yes, J-A-Y. I said, terrific. Thank you very much. See, Captain, that wasn't so hard, was it? And I turn around and I get off the plane and I've got the five women with me. They all gave me their phone numbers. We are all willing to stand up for this kid. Okay. We all saw the same thing. She bullied him. She picked on him. She racial profiled him. I get into my Uber and I look at my phone and he texted me, the boy. Oh, wow. I was so grateful. His name is Angel. Do you know why he was in New York? Why? He was going to get a, um, he was, he wanted to be a liver transplant donor and he was getting tested in New York to give his liver to someone, a piece of his liver. Oh, wow. He has two small children who were at the airport waiting for him, but he never got off that plane. They did not arrest. And that was the other thing I said to the uh, captain. I said, you're going to ruin this kid's life. You're going to get him a felony. He won't be able to have, he won't be able to get a job. He won't have any money. He doesn't have money for a lawyer. He goes, well, you don't know what's going to happen. I said, do you? And he looked at me. So I said to the boy, so what happened? And he said, well, they took me off the plane and then they gave me a ticket to go on a plane in the morning. And now he slept on the floor at LaGuardia all night had no food, everything's closed, no, no water, nothing, nothing to drink and no food because everything's closed. And uh, it was the last flight out. Every, and, and Shake Shack was closed, which I was pissed about. They closed the <laughs> Yes, mate. I want a Shake Shack. But anyway, everything was closed. And uh, I actually texted him. This, and I spoke to him on, on, I, on the phone. I called him and I said, what do you do? And he says, I'm a barber. I pay my taxes. I work as a barber. I, I, and he sent me a picture of him in the barber shop. He's a member of his church. He's never done anything to anyone. He's an American citizen. He's born, he's half Hispanic, half Puerto Rican, and he's born in Brooklyn or in the Bronx. And he came to New York to potentially, see, she racial profiled him. She thought he was a thug. He wasn't a thug. And it wasn't for her to make a judgment. He did nothing wrong. He never got out of his seat. He asked if he could. She said no. She, she pushed his seat. He didn't know why. That was all that happened. He wasn't aggressive. And, and he ruined our night because all of us lost an hour of our time. We had to go back to the gate. And by the way, if he was a danger, why'd they put him on the next flight the next morning if he's such a dangerous thug? How dare they take him off that plane? Anyway, I am beside myself for the righteousness. And I'm going to have all their names. I've been very busy today, but I'm going to be contacting JetBlue and page six. But this is a perfect example of, 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 of who you are. And I think why we love you. That's what I'm saying. Like you, this is, you are really the real deal in four seasons. You managed to show us kind of who you are and that has stuck with us. And what you just said right then, I was like, Oh my God, that would have made a better storyline on New York than all of last season. Like that, that would have been way better than all of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you get sick of people? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to invite them over for the holidays. 
He lives in Fort Lauderdale. I'm in Boca. I'm going to invite him and his family over to my house. Yep. Oh, you just got you just got to Florida, right? For the holidays, I just I saw. Did. And I did. Okay, so um, uh, what has living in New York been like this last year and a half uh, due to COVID? I was only there at the stuff. tail end. You know, I wasn't there in the heart of COVID. But my daughter, I, and, and my boyfriend, we were in Florida, and Ali and I started this mask company. Yeah, and like this is like on. beautiful masks. I, I mean, and, and we're so still what, selling them. I mean, wait, you so, won't believe it. You and Allie, like, who had the idea to do that in the first place? I think it was Allie, you know, but I think um, I got some masks. I was thinking of doing masks, like medical masks or something. I was trying to get into it. And I had a source from Vietnam who, you know, went from making clothing to masks because of the pandemic. And I got some samples and then Allie just went outside and started tie dyeing them just for fun. She put them on Instagram and everybody wanted to buy them. And we were like, oh, my God. And and we also at the same time did a charity, Nauseous for Nurses, and we fed frontline workers for three months. We would um, I for, I funded it with 10,000 first, but then we started to raise money and we would, you know, call hospitals and get a nurse. And then we call a restaurant and we'd say we want to send you 20 meals and, you know, we'd organize it. it took a lot of time, but we did it. We loved it. It was during the pandemic. I mean, what do you do except give? Yeah, you know, these I, people are saving lives, you know, and I know so many I know people who died and who are still sick. Um, you know, with the aftermath of this horrible disease. Yeah. But so, you actually yeah. did something for it. And it's it's interesting you bring up Ali because, you know, it's so funny how these shows make us feel like you're our family as well. Like we watched Thank Ali you. grow up as well. We're like, yeah. oh my God. And and now to see nice Ali. Boy for her? Do you have a nice Jewish boy for her? I, 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 I can try to find one. I mean, definitely, of course. Yeah. I'm a Jewish mother. This is what we do. We have to find <laughs> Um, is she coming down for Thanksgiving? She is. And she's going to be in Miami with me for our Basel. It's our annual tradition. But for the last two years, obviously, we haven't been there. So I'm so excited to go back. And it's my birthday weekend because I'm born November 30th. And sometimes it falls out over the holiday. So um, now you're going to be this is going to be your 40th birthday, right? This is that's it. OK, that's what I I'm good. I'm, I like being in my. 50s. No, you look I, I mean, you it. look beautiful. I mean, you look better now than you did on I the show. So like, I mean, I and I will red. say I'm not too red. No, no, no. But so last night on Watch What Happens Live, if you guys watched, they had the cast of Real uh, Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip, and they were doing this thing of like, who's an all star? Which housewife is an all star? And nobody could all agree on one person except Jill Zarin. Everybody held their hand up like that's an all star. And I thought it was one of the coolest moments, right? The coolest moment because I'm on the plane literally watching this going, you know, I'm so excited to see this show. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to watch it tonight. And, you know, even like Ramona, who I've always had like this kind of love-hate relationship with, we're in a good place right now. Well, you know, listen, time heals everything for me at least. And I've grown to love Ramona. It's crazy. I think she's softened up a little bit. Um, But wait till she finds out I'm moving into her building. (laughs) (laughs) My best friend got an apartment in her building and she's like, Jill, you got to get an apartment here. It's great. They have a penthouse apartment available. You got to take it. Yeah, it just signed at least five minutes ago. Oh, this is breaking news, you guys. Is this, news. this is a new reality show. Well, would you ever do breaking a reality news, like, show? Like two huge stories. De- this is huge. I mean, this is already, huge. you've given me more than enough. But oh my God. Uh, you, I mean, I've read in interviews and I've seen you say before you you wouldn't go back to a ha- like a housewife show or something like that. Is that still the case? And we never know what's going to happen in the future. You know, guys. I really oh. should never say never to anything because how stupid is that? And then you have egg on your face. Like I can I remember that Heather Dubrow when she quit the show, she said, "I'm never I'm never going to go back. I would never go back." And you know, and Bethany, I'll never forget. She actually called the show Napalm. I'll never forget reading it. And I said, "How insulting!" You know, this show built you, and you're calling it Napalm. 
I mean, that's like I mean, she still does that to the. I mean, it's like biting the hand that fed you all. Of, it's, napalm? I mean, that's like Vietnam killed people. Like it's not napalm. Being a housewife is a privilege and an honor and, a, and an opportunity to do a lot of great things for a lot of great people if you use it right. And she knows better than anyone and used it right for herself. How could you call it napalm? And then she came back a year later. So, you know. I know. And, and, and I think, I mean, she always kind of feeding that flame, but in my head, in my uh, imagination, Heather Dubrow came back and she's like coming back to quote unquote, save the OC. My thing is why can't Jill Zarin come back and save New York? We're in this period of time where in my head, I can already see the preview where you're the last shot of the preview and the camera pans up and it's you. And you say something. I know. Well, very they that a few years ago, there was actually a rumor a few years ago where they had like a closing shot or something. And they thought I was going to be the one knocking on the door the next season. Yeah. Oh, surprise. Uh, um, you know, I don't know. I'll be honest. I have a brand. And if it's good for my brand, then I would do anything for it because it's Allison and I would do anything for her. I think that it would be almost unrealistic to think that I, a, number one, I can't save anything. I can barely save myself. Um, <laughs> and I and and it's a dangerous position because, as everyone knows, I had a Kodak deal that went south because Ramona said something very derogatory about the brand. And it's a dangerous position because if someone says that any of my products did something not good or whatever, you know, that can really hurt me. So do I want to be in a position to get hurt? No. Um, but I would like to be a friend. I do. I would love to be Lou. I am Luann's best friend, you know, so I, it's real life. I mean, there was a period of time where the show was like, oh, you know, the show's kind of past Jill Zarin. We passed her. And I'm like, past her? All my friends are still on the show. What do you mean to pass me? You know, it was like, okay, you don't want to be me to be on the show. Then just say you don't want me to be on the show. But don't say it passed me. I mean, that's, no, I mean- that's insulting. And I think seeing, watching, I don't, did you get to watch any of the Ultimate Girls Trip? The, the, the I haven't season? seen it yet. Is it good? It, it's really good. And I think it and gives a, a fresh take on all of these. It's like the mashup that they don't have the baggage with all the new ladies. So it's like, they're kind of a fresh take on these things. And it's like how we love the housewives as opposed to like potential criminal activities we see on other franchises now, you know? But it's such great TV. Come on. Oh, it's amazing TV. Where were like, you Sunday? I, you you could have said to me, Joe, where are you going to be Sunday night at you know nine o'clock? And I'll say, watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is where I'm yes. going to be. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, so what do you think coming from like a? a, a I mean, you are like a. Um, I think I can't. What I can't believe is that people will go on television knowingly, knowing that they've got secrets. I mean, everybody has secrets. I have secrets. You have secrets. And if they came out, you have to decide. Um, you know, how bad would it be for you if those secrets came out? And for me, I decided, you know what? If some of them came out, I could live with that. Is it ego? Uh, Is it ego for some of these other ladies, you think, where they can't? You have to ask that. I mean, knowing what she was going through and what she was doing, allegedly, you know, what would make her say that if that came out, that you'd be okay with that? You can't be okay with a felony. You just can't. You know, jail time, a felony. Um, It was scary. Yeah. And by the way, you know, what was the scariest is what a good liar she was to make up internal bleeding on I mean, the spot, on the on spot. The spot. That was good. Like her, her heart rate didn't even go up. Not a flinch. I love that you watch these shows still. Like, I love that. Well, you I don't are, watch them all every day, but this is like, yeah, if you, how do you not watch it? It's, it's so what, what Ramona called in ultimate girls trip. Uh, she called it uh cooler water shows, which I think she meant water cooler shows. 
she, <laughs> she it was classic Ramona. Yeah, I love uh, Ramona. Yeah. Well, By the way, and last night I, I was so ready for it. I actually didn't know the answer. I had it wrong. Someone said to, you know, someone said to me, I don't know what we're talking about. And I said, you know, Ramona is the best at this. You know why? Because you can count on her to deliver certain things. Like she's going to go for the best room, you know, like if there's a seating <laughs> arrangement, she's going to move her seat. You know, those are kind of cliche, but they're very Ramona. So last night on the show, of course, the number one question was, so Ramona, did you get the best room? And she need, she brought her number to show, no, I didn't because they wouldn't let me because it wouldn't have been fair. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, but that's not what you wanted, right? You wanted to get, actually, I heard, I don't know what they showed last night, but I heard something different. I heard that she did try to get the best room and took a shower and messed up the bed. They, they showed her immediately getting naked and getting in the shower and people were walking in on her naked and she was literally parading around naked to keep she the said best that's room. Her room. Yeah. Oh, so she did try to get the best room. She, oh, I totally. And then all the ladies kind of turned against her and she had to apologize to the ladies by the end of the episode, which was hysterical, but it was like pure Ramona fashion. The only thing that's different about Ramona now is that she seems so much more comfortable in showing her body and nudity than she was. She, like she used to make fun of people. I mean, if you, can they please do a flashback, Andy Cohen? Please, I'm begging him. <laughs> the flashback, because I was there at the first reunion when they were talking about Alex McCord's naked um, <laughs> photos, alleged, yes. whatever the photos, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she got up to go, you know, walked away. And Andy's like, where are you going, Ramona? And she goes, I can't be, I can't, I can't listen to anything about it. You know, like the proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be in the same room about talking about tits. I just can't do it, you know? And she was in this very prissy, prissy, you know, uh, like Sweet 16 dress, silver dress. I don't know if you remember it. That's what I remember. Maybe it's not silver. I, I thought it was like a silvery dress. And I just think back to that, to Ramona naked last season running. Oh, she was she with the Tiki Torches? Was she no, there? no, she she didn't do the Tiki. Yeah, I was, yeah you she, know where she went? She went to my friend's birthday party I was at. Yeah, she, was a, she, she went was out like, partying you know, and left all the ladies. She went to my friend's party. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, she but she's been in scenes where they've been running around naked and putting pasties on, right? She's done some of that yeah. pasty stuff. So let's go back to Ramona saying she can't be in there. But you know what? Listen, she's evolved, and I love that. She has. She's gotten more comfortable with her body, more comfortable talking about it. Good for her. And what I felt last night, which I felt a little sad about watching Andy's show, was I felt like she was a little beaten down, and I don't like to see that. Did you see that? I did see that there there's a wariness to her, but she's coming off a really bad season of the housewives in a bad couple of years for the city and for, you know, the politics and things like that. And I think she's kind of caught up in a lot of this. And we, I think a lot of the fans don't know what really happened. There wasn't even a reunion this year and we're kind of left questioning. Was it the Ebony relationship? Was it this? And we know Ramona, we know Ramona forgets people's names. We know Ramona. I think it's a combination. I mean, I don't know why, but I'm pretty sure it's a combination. And then they said there was an investigation into allegedly Ramona being, I don't know. I don't, I know her. She's not a racist. That's yeah. not Ramona. She's an allist. You know what I mean? She hates them all, you know? <laughs> and I mean that with love. Um, and she doesn't hate anybody. And, and she says things, she's like, she says things and then she wants to swallow the words back. But you know what's so funny? Her reputation is being the apologizer. The only person she never apologized to was me ever. Yeah. Like she did so many horrible things to me and she never apologized, but I let it all go and actually I have a good relationship with her now as good as, you know, hopefully it could be, maybe it could be better. Um, but I also think, I don't like seeing her weak. I don't like seeing her being, she's like almost got beaten down by those girls. That's really And of all the girls, I would think she's got the, you know. The chutzpah, you know, like, yeah. She can hold it. 
And I think they kind of beat her down. I don't like that. I, 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 you see, again, I'm for the underdog. I'd be trying yeah. to pump her back up. Well, you see Luann's one of your best friends. What's yes. it like been watching her transformation to where she is? And how many times have you you, you seen her cabaret? I've seen her cabaret show twice now. Are you, do you have to see it like once every year? Like- I have seen it two or three times. I already got, I have a text with her today. I need my six tickets <laughs> for yeah, the show. I'm taking December. my mother. My, it's not like strain. My mother, my father, Allie, Gary, and my assistant wants to really see her show and me. Um, they're sold out. I heard they're yeah. sold out. I mean, she sold out a huge venue in LA. She sold out the Wiltern Theater, which, people. I mean, amazing. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I was shocked seeing that. Um, I, uh, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not shocked because she's a great performer. She really has this cabaret thing down. Nobody said she's Barbara Streisand, right? She doesn't put herself out there, but she totally has the greatest music sense. She's got these great catchy songs that you know in your head over and money can't buy you class. How many times have you said that? I mean, that's iconic. I mean, that's iconic. Like uh, every she, day. She, I mean, so to have music, music like that, um, you know, and when they said who's uh, some last night, whose music do you like more, Luann or Erica Jane? And it's not about not knowing. I don't even know one song Erica ever sang. Yeah, you're good. You're you're fine. Yeah, Luann has way better songs. No, no, but I'm just saying they weren't put on the show the way hers were, and they're so catchy. Yeah, and they're so great, and they're. I mean, Giovanni. She bought. She like had this terrible season about this Giovanni, and she made something great out of it. Right. Yeah. I just can't get enough of her and her body is a 12. Oh, I mean, like that's, I, I, I mean, I hate to objectify a, a woman, but like, my God, her, oh. I was her abs. She had like abs Everything. on like the whole. And, she's got, and I, and this is the biggest compliment. I think she's like Cher in the clothing. She wears those gowns like nobody. Yeah. Do you remember Cher was always known for changing, changing, changing? The Bob Luann Mackie goes. outfits, yeah. I mean, sold out now, you can't buy tickets, but if you could get them, you would see like all these fabulous Giovanni fashions, like a Giovanni fashion show. But she's just beautiful. And um, I, you know, if you watch someone long enough, the truth will always come out. Yeah. You know? And I think Luann's essence came out. It may have taken longer than some people, you know, they thought she was pretentious. They thought things like that. Once they got to know her over a series of time, they know what a great person she is and a great mother and that she's human and she's made mistakes and she can own them. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. 
As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. You guys, uh, we'll be back in a second to this very fun conversation. But in the meantime, we, uh, we're going to do some commercials, as always. And we had a new sponsor for So Bad It's Good this week. I am very excited about this one. Uh, it is Victoria Emerson. Uh, they do amazing jewelry. And I always get to approve um, the, the products that I have on this show. And they sent me the website. I got to order a few products. And uh, I'm very excited to give them to the females in my life. Um, uh, it looked really, really cool. It looked very stylish from all of the stuff that I see on all of these images from Us Weekly, from Daily Mail. This stuff fits right in there, so I think you guys are going to dig it as well. So Victoria Emerson, it all started with an idea to create gorgeous jewelry for everyone. Victoria Emerson is a jewelry line that offers wrap bracelets, boho cuffs, earrings, and necklaces to bring a little sparkle to everyone's lives. Founded in 2012 and loved by women around the world, Victoria Emerson is lucky to call celebrities like Jessica Alba, Vanessa Hudgens, Busy Phillips, Brenda Song, Mary Fitzgerald, and Julianne Howe. Ho, how, how am I saying? <laughs> Julianne Howe. Oh, how Dancing with the Stars, of course. They're all fans of this brand. So each piece, you guys, uh, is created with genuine materials, including real crystals, 
stones, AA plus pearls, and 14 karat and 18 karat gold. There is something for everyone. And you guys, their website is amazing. There really is something for everyone. Minimalists will love the dainty necklaces, timeless chains, or even the double wrap bracelets. Uh, those looking for a little more will love the boho cuffs, wrap bracelets, and layered necklaces for all their sparkle. Victoria Emerson is inclusive with most styles offering multiple points to fasten the piece or extension so you can adjust the fit to be as loosely or as snug as you like. Customer favorites are the freshwater pearl wrap bracelets, the layered necklaces featuring multiple chains on one clasp for an easy, easy layered look, and the infamous paperclip style gold necklace that sold out multiple times within 24 hours. Uh, and of course, smartwatch straps so you can have fashion and function. Brand new styles just landed online for the fall season. Now, listeners can buy one, get one free. That's buy one, get one free on the entire collection by visiting www.victoriaemerson.com forward slash so bad and use the code so bad. You guys, this is a buy one, get one free. That is a whole one free. I read this and I just thought I actually was wrong, but that is buy one, get one free. www.victoriaemerson.com forward slash so bad. And the code is so bad. That's two gifts right there. Buy one, get one free. That's two gifts. <laughs> so the uh, the next sponsor is, of course, our friends at BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Uh, you guys know my thoughts on um, therapy. You guys know my thoughts on mental health. Uh, it is something that we need to talk about more and more and bring it out into the light. There should be no stigma attached to it, and it should be easy and affordable, and that's what BetterHelp does. Um, my story about this, you know, they always want you to tell your story. My story, one of the things is just kind of out of comfort was, uh, you know, when, when the world was normal back in the day, I used to um, have to go on my lunch break from work and I'd have to run to an appointment uh, in uh, Burbank and then it'd be an hour session. And then I was like, always just like how much will, how the traffic to get back to work. And I was always stressed out. Um, and with this, you're doing it right in on your computer. You can do it just as a phone call. You can do it as a video call. Um, also, if you're if you're worried about doing therapy, which I totally understand, the best way to think about therapy is through like like a bunch of analogies. Uh, you get oil changes for your cars to prevent bigger issues down the road. Uh, you see a doctor and go to the gym to take care of our bodies. I actually need to go to the gym, uh, but you do it to prevent injury and disease. We do chores regularly, uh, some of us, to avoid a messy house. Going to therapy is like all of the, the above. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. Going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. Um, we got to do the things to invest in ourselves. We're worth it. So BetterHelp is customized, customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and so bad it's good listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash so bad. Uh, that's BetterHelp.com forward slash so bad. Um, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com. Um, and now back to the show and she can learn from them 
And I love that's what that. Yeah. You were always the connector on the show. You were like the, 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 the leader, last. the, you know, you, you know, and I, yeah, you seem like that person that puts people with other people. I and I think that's such a really uh, amazing quality in a person. Do you, you remember starting that the, when you first started that show, when you saw after the first season, w- were you like, they got a lot wrong about me? Were you happy how you were? Portrayed? I was so happy. I thought season one was my best season. Yeah. If I can no. remember it, I don't remember anymore, but I just remember the feeling. You know, I don't remember the scenes. I remember the feeling. I remember season one was my best. I loved season two. Season three, I never want to see again. Um, there was were season, a lot of was season, season three was the Bethany season, right? The fallout. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, there's a lot of stuff that happened behind the scenes that I'll have to write a book about one day if I'm ever really honest. You know, you- that's the truth is can I be really honest? Because if I do, it could it could sever relationships that I don't want to sever right now. So um, there's a lot of stuff that went on behind the scenes. There was. I mean, I mean it, was, it was it was it was gripping television, but I can't imagine what it was like to go through because yeah. you saw a real dissolution of a relationship, and it was like heart wrenching to watch. Yeah, well, it's it, it's heart wrenching. Except like now, I think back and say, what was it? Was it a relationship? Because relationships don't end like that. They they recover. They come back. It may take time. You know, time heals all wounds. Um, Bobby's funeral should have been the time. And I was used completely. Well, you, yeah, uh, there was that moment where she came up. I know. I just came from speaking at a funeral when no one speaks at a funeral um, who's the bereaved, bereaved. But I felt that Bobby's story through everyone else's eyes wasn't complete. And being it was the, my last chance to really speak to him for him. I got up in front of 1,500 people and spoke. And then I left and I saw Bethany and then somebody grabbed me and brought me over to her. And we had this great moment. And before we move on to, to, I mean, it is part of it. Like that's, what's amazing about life is that we have this full story that we live year to year. And And I really wanted that. By the way, I really wanted that. I called her afterwards. I called her and we did speak. We spoke a couple of times. It was really nice, but then she, then she blocked my number. Wow. Yeah. And you know, yeah, um, there's a lot. Um, So uh, before we get on to Jill Zarin home and things like that, because I know my audience is 96% female and I was going through your website oh. and I was like, whoa, this is, you have really amazing home goods in here. But I do want to say really quick though, uh, and I don't know if it's all right to say, but like, you know, you, you know, Bobby was always just such a, a favorite of all, like nobody's ever said a bad word about Bobby never. in terms of Bravo. I mean, it was, it's one of those amazing things that Bravo fans will not agree on a lot of things, but he is one of the p- people that we always agreed on. So, and I know that speaks for you as well, but, um, so just, you know, wow. Like it was just amazing to watch you guys on sh- uh, the show and, and how he, uh, how you guys interacted. Um, so you don't need the show. Thankfully, it's not something that you need to be back on. Uh, but like, so when did you get in? We, we always knew Zarin fabrics was there. That was like iconic, but totally iconic. I mean, it's, I mean, who were, who was sending me a picture the other day? It was Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Taylor Swift with you a believe that? Do you know that my employees had no idea she was there? Nobody knew. <laughs> because they're like, they're working, you know, they don't know. They're not, they're older people, you know, they're not yeah. young people. So, you know, they've been there 35 years. So she probably came in by herself, no security, asked for something. Maybe someone thought she, nobody knew her. Nobody said a word to me. I'm like, I called the story. I said, does anybody know that Us Weekly just put out a story that Taylor Swift was in our store? <laughs> no, it's happened with other celebrities, believe me. But that, good. that's good, though. Nobody needs it. I mean, I'm sure celebrities love going. And, there and listen, I'm sure she bought stuff there, too. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, she that. she I mean, we saw her with the bag. So, I mean, she okay. bought something. Um, 
So what is, is Jill Zarin home an extension of that? What is it? Yeah, exactly? So let me tell you a little bit about what I've got going on. So yeah. I've got two businesses, my Jill Zarin home on my rug line. And my rug line is like literally iconic now because it's stain proof. So everyone loves my rugs. I've got one in my room right now. And if you can see this blue one, yeah, it's beautiful. They, they look, they look very expensive, which they should look and, but they're pet proof because of what they're made out of. If, if, if a dog does what he does, you just put a paper towel down and it all comes out. Boom done. And, and, and if you have the number two or, or stain or wine, you just put a little spray comes right out. So I think people got the word out and we're going to do like, you know, like $20 million this year. I mean, it's a big Jeez, number. That's yeah. a huge number. Yeah. In rugs, in rugs. And then, so I, so because of the success of that, I started a furniture line, the same concept, affordable luxury. It should look expensive. It should feel expensive, but it won't break the bank. So if you look at my furniture, it's all around three, $400 with free shipping. So it's a hundred pounds because it's yeah. thick wood. It has incredible hardware. It has hidden hinges, magnets to close it, beveled glass. The details are of the fine, honestly, fine furniture. But the only caveat is you put it together yourself. It comes flat. And then for a hundred bucks, you can call someone to do it or you could do what I did and take it on as a challenge, lay it all out. They're all numbered. You have directions, you get your electric, you know, screwdriver yeah. and you go to work. But if you don't want to do that, which a lot of people may not, you call TaskRabbit. Yeah. And by the way, there's no furniture in stock right now. I just, I told you, I just rented an apartment and I need different things than what I have in this apartment. There's nothing. You can't find anything in stock. It's a six month, a nine month, a year wait. So I have in stock right now for the holidays at jillzarin.com and it's free shipping. So I have that. Tomorrow I'm launching blankets. So it'll be on when this airs probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the most gorgeous throws like- Like the one on the-, the okay. No, no, like, like mink. Like think of mink and it's faux. So, and they sell, I'm going to sell them for $49.99 and they're huge. They go on a king size bed. It's a throw. And they're guys, that's perfect for the holidays. It's, beyond $49.99. And again, 50, it's free shipping over $50 or Black Friday. I'm sure it's free shipping for everything, whatever. And then um, we're doing pillow cases to match them. And I've got sheets coming. The sheets are the best of all. So the sheets, sheets are microfiber, so they don't wrinkle. Okay. Yeah. And the softest, they're so, there's different kinds of microfiber. These are really, really soft. So they feel like, they feel like cashmere. I mean, they're so soft and um, you can get a king size set that comes with two pillowcases and a duvet cover with a zipper with two pillowcases. So now you have four pillowcases, one duvet cover, one top, one bottom, and the whole thing is under a hundred dollars. Mom, you if you're mom, if you're listening, I want this for the holiday. Mom, and free if you're listening, please, mom, I need something for the holidays. And if you don't know how to put a duvet cover on a duvet, which I don't <laughs> sell, I did a video and it's called the burrito. And you turn your duvet cover inside out. You lay the blanket on top of it, corner to corner. You go on the opposite end of the opening and you start to roll it, roll it, roll it towards the opening. Then you put your hands in and you turn it inside out. So you're basically taking, you're already inside out. Then you take it and you just turn it inside out and then you just open it and it's done. That's it. It's like magic. Woof, done. I do a video. It's on reels. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. I think I, I, having you talk about home goods, this is like, I mean, this, I, it does not get better than this folks. Like you got to go check this but stuff I'm out. I'm not done. Hold on. I got one what? more. I got one more. So then I have Jill and Alley. So Jill and Alley is a young, fun brand. We're in Saxaw Fifth Avenue. We're in Aerie. We're in Francesca's and we're online and we're growing. We have a huge, huge um, holiday uh, presentation at Saks. 
or fifth. And it's all holiday, beautiful, like fun stuff for the home. Um, but the big thing that Allie and I designed are the crystal candles. So everybody's into crystals and everybody's into like, you know, um, uh, manifestations. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we made manifestation crystal candles. I got to show you them. I'll show it to you. So they're big candles and they have a message like um, boss babe. And it'll say manifests. Wait, was it? Blake, can you bring me some of the crystal candles, please? Anyway, wait till you see them. They come in pastel colors that are drop dead. They have coordinating crystals that match the feeling. So love is pink quartz. Obsidian is the number one, which is our light purple one. And then we have a holographic candle that has two different crystals. So you get like double manifestation. So when the, it's two wicks, when the candle burns, you can take out the stone with like a spoon right away, or you can wait till it burns down and then it's on the bottom. You can put them in the dishwasher and then you can reuse the cylinder for like a pencil holder. So this is- Oh, you guys, these look awesome. This is don't worry, be happy on this one. You can see the And then the it says light to, light to ease chaos and bring in good energy. And it's a citrine and green, green Aventura. And then this one we have in 10 colors. This is the pink. The only one I have because I have like no samples here. Love you mean it. Oh, you guys, you love guys you love mean this. It, like honestly, it this smells, is- it smells so good. Light to open your heart and unconditional love, trust and friendship. Um, two, unconditional love, trust and friendship. It's rose quartz and it has a rose scent. They're 15 ounces. They have two crisp, giant crystals. They're like 50 carats and two wick. And guys, and these are big, these are big candles. I'm, I'm looking at them right now. They're really big. And they're two wick, which we know we like the two wick. I heard there's a whole thing or with the There's wick. a whole thing on Real Housewives. I heard about I can the wick. So these are two wick, not three, but two. That's, um, a, that's They're the perfect right. size. They're $45. They're on jillinally.com. And we do $50 shipping. Uh, it's free with $50 shipping, over $50. But I'm sure for the holidays, we're going to um bypass that but you know what everything is so late with shipping that the holographic ones are arriving right now the pastels i got a small shipment in a week ago we sold them out in about seven hours now and you, with, with ali do you guys sit in, in two weeks do you guys sit down and, and say like oh, this is what we're trying like does ali like you guys put oh, your brains and heads together and okay wow wow that's it's awesome really it's you know because i've got my hands full i've got a real estate situation you know i own a lot of real estate and i manage all of that problems and I'm doing a renovation on my house in the Hamptons. Um, I, I bought a condo and that's been a total disaster. Jeez. Yeah, I've got a lot of you like You've got a lot going. Are you exhausted? I'm like exhausted. I know. I mean, I'm like, thank you so much for doing it. Oh, 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 and then oh, we're doing these. Surprise! She has a uh, a shirt that's a surprise team Jill. And by the way, there's other shirts and sweater or or sweatshirts on the website. Uh, one has uh, the Diet Coke, which oh, I'm drinking. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you gotta get one. Where's my Diet Aaron? Coke? Where's Aren't my you Diet Coke? Looking for it? I always, I'm al- always, I love Diet Coke. Um, that's our number one seller, by the way. I didn't expect it. I, I laughed when I saw it. I was like, this is amazing. Um, you had mentioned earlier as we start wrapping up, just because it makes me laugh. Um, Simon and Alex always yes. your reactions to Simon and Alex, or especially Simon always made me laugh. Um, looking back on, I mean, you were there for like the leather pants. You were there oh, for all the, iconic. you were there for him coming to the I girls' feel the parties. Heat. I, I mean, feel the heat. I feel the heat. <laughs> Do you he remember had, that? When he was yes. Massage? Oh my and then the, the song, I Am Real, that he made about you I gotta guys. I got to tell you, I would love someone to ask Andy Cohn if in hindsight he thinks he made a mistake firing all four. 
it really was one of the weirder moments in Housewives history, and it it went to show the audience that like we're not safe. Like your favorites will go like that. Not the audience, know? the cast. I think it was no, a, but also we love also. you guys. Like it was like when you when an audience sees just four people go like that, and then in retrospect, we still talk about you guys more than we talk about the new like even Simon and Alex. We still talk about the glory days. I love of that. that. As much as I had fighting with them and whatever, I loved Simon. I was very sad about our relationship fighting when we were because I felt they were doing it to stay on the show. Because it really, because I was really nice to them. I wasn't, I could not understand why she was so mad at me season four. Bethany was gone. What are you fighting with me for? But I think she was doing it to stay relevant. To so stay to have and something I'm like going. I'm a long yeah. person. I'll help you do it with somebody else. I liked her. But, you know, years later, we became friendly and they came to my house in the Hamptons afterwards and we reconnected. But they moved to Australia. They're doing very well. Sometimes I'll look up pictures and, you know, Francois is like six feet tall. Yeah, the two boys are grown up. Like, I'm like, I feel like they're our kids, you know. I know. I remember, you know, the 21 Club was where we did that um, that last supper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which is kind of sad. And um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I have great memories. I really do. Well, you are in all of our great memories and thank you for taking so much time today because you are insanely busy. You guys, I'm going to put all of the information for all of our like products and all that stuff on the, the show description. Um, and also make sure you reach out to me if you have any questions, I'll uh, be able to uh, point you in the right direction. But this was a true honor, Jill. You really mean so much to all of us. And uh, I, I hope you'll come back. Why don't you have your own show? Why don't you have your own, uh, like you can I talk- guess- or anything. You could literally talk. Uh, I mean, like. I could talk all day. Yes. Like this is. I, know. I, I, I was just like at a certain moment in the beginning, I was just like, I could just listen to you all day. So thank you so oh, much for doing that. this. You know what? I'll tell you something. Hook me up at iHeart. I would love it. I actually probably can. So that uh, we'll, we'll have to stay in touch. Mind. I mean, I, I didn't want to do it because I'm like, I'm always busy and I'm always running. Can I really stick to a schedule and be doing something once a week at a certain time of day? I don't know if I can do it, but I, um, I think it would be good for my brand. I yeah, I do too, actually. And I think you, you have opinions on, you have enough opinions on what's happening today, mix that with the brand. And it's like, you have a lot of connections with people that can come on. I can already see it. And also you guys, I want to point out that Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, it just aired. It's really good. And I got to say, I don't well, know. You know, I'm on the next one, right? Yeah, you know yeah. But I didn't, I didn't want to say that. Well, I, wanted, you can, uh, I think it's out okay, there. Okay, yeah. We saw pictures of it, but I didn't know if I was supposed to act yeah, like. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you I, guys, I think it doesn't matter. Well, I, I, we can't really talk about that, but she is on season two. And if it's as good as season one, and a lot, in fact, a lot of the things I'm reading online is saying season one is just a warm up. That's an appetizer. Oh, no. Season two I don't, is I the haven't full seen meal. Season one, so I can't comment. But I can tell you that knowing what goes on and where I was there, even I wouldn't leave my seat. <laughs> if I tell you the ups and the downs that are going to happen, they're going to, it's, like riveting. You're not sure if we're all going to get out alive. <laughs> I, I saw the, I saw the group picture with you guys. And I was like, oh my God. But we, we do, we get out alive. Um, were you was. friends with Dorinda before the, 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 the this? I have a relationship with Dorinda that goes way past, you know. Yeah, you guys have all real New York relationships. I know her. Well, that was the whole them, point. Yeah. Like, so when Dorinda went on the show and um, Luann called me when Tinsley left, I mean, I was friends with Dorinda. I was friends with Luann. I was friends with, or not with Ramona. And I'm friends with Sonia. And Ramona and Luann says to the show, you know, you should bring back Jill, at least for part of it. And I was, I was game. I literally was game. It didn't happen. And it was like, okay. 
I mean, that was a good, that would have been a, an, a perfect opportunity for me to step in. I was in the city still, but now I'm in Florida a lot. And, you know, it, my life is different, but there have well, been- Well, we, we all saw your name. We saw your name announced in that cast list or like unofficially announced and everybody was super excited. And then we saw the picture and we flipped out. So I am, and especially after seeing the quality of the first season, I saw the first three episodes, you guys, and the quality is right there. So I oh, they cannot did a great wait. job. Yeah, I mean, it seems really like you guys, for a short amount of time, they got so much good stuff. So I cannot wait to well, Do you uh, remember that. the rumor when the first one was filming? And even I believe the rumor and it was me. They, there was a rumor that I was going to go to the island and surprise them because yeah. they were they were yes. they were filming there. You know, they yeah. were they were uh, posting and tweeting and all that stuff. We didn't do that, by the way, not much. I think Dorinda did once, but we were told not to. But they, these girls did, and you know, Bravo can't control them because they were Turks and Caicos. Good luck, <laughs> all of them. You know, good luck controlling them. But everybody thought I was going to show up to surprise them, like crazy, which, by the way, would have been the it, right moment. I mean, because that would have. But they were, but they were people who were still filming together. Although Cynthia didn't come back. So that would have been a good time. This was a little bit less of a opportunity that that really made sense, but it almost makes sense that I didn't because it wouldn't have been a surprise, right? They would have, I think they expected me to show up. Yeah. I I remember that rumor actually, which would have been fitting in a great throwback to the, uh, the, the one season, but uh, Cynthia was on my show today and she was, and she's so great in this, you guys, she's so great. I mean, she was, she starts, she stirs up a little stuff. She's speaking her mind. It's so refreshing to see. Um, but I, I can't wait to see you on this. So it is, uh, you know, you know, are very good friends. We just did an infomercial together in Florida for Omega XL. Really? She, she, me and, and, and Margaret. And it was oh, great. I love Margaret. Yeah, they recreated like a red carpet, and then they set up the set like a Housewives reunion, where the founder of the company was the Andy, <laughs> and I'm all decked out with it. And it was like, a re- and I was like having PTSD, like, oh my god, is this a reunion? Is Andy coming out? I mean, it was great, but it was a bad. Wait, do you have Bravo nightmares ever? Do you have like you wake up like dreaming about the reunion or somebody like fighting with you on camera? No, I probably back then I did like if, if I'm fighting with someone like with Bethany, I'm sure I had nightmares about it. Yeah, because yeah. it bothers me. Things like I'm like it bothers if it bothers me, it'll be in my dreams. But if I wake up normally, I won't remember it. But if someone, in, in, you know, disturbs your sleep and you wake up in the middle of a dream, you remember it. So I'm sure I had them. For sure. Uh, we need your dream journal eventually. Um, you guys, Jill's here, and they always say don't meet your heroes, but I met mine and she was so, so amazing. Thank you for being so nice. And you guys go support everything Jill Zarin does. And we are so lucky to be blessed pretty soon with her back on I so our love beloved. So we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Mwah. Betches.